It's Friday evening, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is uh, Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and guests, and we'll be with you right through until seven o'clock. Talk about all things sport. We'll start off the show as always with Premier League chat, then we'll follow up that with uh, Rod Scobbin and District Football League uh, fixtures. Then after that, uh, yes, it's returned. Uh, Rugby View has uh, is back on the, is back on again, and of course, uh, Castle Reagh, uh, Cavaliers basketball po- show as well as and uh, all that and much more and of course local local Gaelic football and much much more so stay tuned uh, for the for the next two hours where we'll bring you the list in sport and uh, it was great to see Roscommon starting off their uh, league campaign with a, a a good win against uh, against Tyrone of course they're back they have to back that up now with a, an away game against a very good Galway team uh, how do you think that will go if you have any thoughts or views why not uh, send them in or if you need anything uh, if you want anything mentioned or if you have any thoughts that you want us to mention or if you want to say hello to anyone or wish anyone a happy birthday why not send them in you can send them in you can send them in by texting or um, say, sending a whatsapp message to 083 that's 083 and uh, you can listen to us in many ways you can listen to us on the radio on FM 94.6 on the website rossfm.ie forward slash live or on the tune in app and don't forget if you can't uh, tune in live the show the show is podcasting and will be available on the website from Monday uh, so you can listen to it and don't forget uh, J View is uh, on every Thursday from 10 to 11 and that's available on uh, on Spotify as well and don't forget all interviews are podcasts as well and available on Spotify and of course there are other interviews up on uh, the my YouTube channel on AR Sports Therapy so uh, you can uh, catch some more videos on that so uh, we hope you'll stay tuned and uh, I'd like to thank um I'd like to thank Joe for another great uh, for another great uh, show, and also just to remind you about the fifty fifty draw. The fifty fifty draw was uh, done today, so well done to the winners there. And uh, the next draw is on in two weeks' time. So to be in with a chance, buy an envelope one for five, one for two euro or three for a fiver. So uh, why not uh, pick up an envelope or even three envelopes there and support your local radio station? And of course, Ross FM is on air every Monday to Friday from uh, from nine in the morning right through till. Six. So tune in, and uh, there's uh, something for everyone. So, Martin, yes, it's uh, back to Premier League uh, action after the FA Cup last weekend. That's right, and we'll just go over the FA Cup full frame results from last week. Man City 1, Arsenal 0, Accrington Stanley from League 1, 1, Leeds 3, Walsall, League 2, 0, Leicester 1, Fulham won, Sunderland won, uh, so Sunderland from the Championship get another bite of the apple there. The replay is on the 7th of February. Southampton 2, Blackpool 1, Preston North End 0, Tottenham 3, Man United 3, Reading 1, Brighton 2, Liverpool 1, and Derby 0, West Ham 2. So I suppose uh, the big talking point would have been uh, obviously Liverpool losing the uh, their FA Cup. Um, so they've lost another cup. Um, Arsenal being knocked out by Man City, but uh, not totally surprised by that. Man City, Arsenal cha- made five changes for that game. I think Man City made two, so mm, not a bad result in many ways. Uh, the FA Cup uh, fifth round is on uh, Wednesday the 1st of March when we'll have teams uh, in a premiership playing Bristol City from the championship for Man City. 
Leicester v Blackburn, Man United v West Ham, Southampton uh, v Grimsby League Two or Luton from Luton Town from the Championship. We've got Stoke f- uh, from the Championship v Brighton, Sheffield United from the Championship or Wrexham from the National League uh, playing Tottenham. Uh, it's an interesting game. I watched that Wrexham game there. Um, they should have really won it, but uh, they can't defend to save their lives, unfortunately. But they still get another shot of the of uh, an attractive uh, home draw against Tottenham. And then we've got Fulham or Sunderland, uh, obviously Sunderland from the Championship, v Leeds. Uh, in the AFL Cup semi-finals second legs, uh, last Tuesday we had Newcastle 2, Southampton 1. So Newcastle go through to the final 3-1 on aggregate. And then we had Man United 2, Nottingham Forest 0. So Man United win 5-0 on aggregate. So that cup final... The first silverware um, up for grabs for this season is on Sunday the 26th of February. Man United v Newcastle. Man United have been in the League Cup final nine times, lifting it five times, and the last time was 2017, while Newcastle were runners-up once in 1976. Moving on to the FA Super Women's League matches this weekend. On Saturday, we've got Leicester v Man City, Aston Villa v Brighton, and then on Sunday, we've got Man United Everton, Tottenham Chelsea, Liverpool Reading, and West Ham Arsenal. And uh, at the moment, Man United are top of the table uh, by goal difference. Uh, Two goals better off than uh, Chelsea in second place. Also on 28 points, Arsenal are third. Uh, three points behind the uh, the two co-leaders, but have game in hand. And Man City are on 23 points. So uh, it's becoming an interesting uh, uh, tournament there to see who's going to win. Of course, Chelsea will still be favourites, of course. Uh, moving on to the uh, Premiership matches this weekend. Um, we've got two predictions already in, so I'm going to read them out to you, Aidan. Yep. We've got from Ray, our usual... Uh, uh, prediction man, uh, he's gone for Fulham, Arsenal, Villa, Brentford, Brighton, Man United, Liverpool, Newcastle, and again he's gone for one draw, which was Nottingham Forest v Leeds, and he's also gone for Man City and Man United as well, because Man United are playing a midweek game. And, he, ju- and he just happens to be a Man United fan as of well. Course, of course, and then I've got a work colleague of mine, Dara. Uh, a Liverpool fan, uh, he's actually going heading to Nock this evening to get a flight from Nock to Birmingham, and then he's heading on to the Wolves game tomorrow, so uh, have a nice trip there, Dara, and he's given me the following predictions. He's gone for Chelsea to win, Arsenal to win, Aston Villa and Leicester draw, Brentford-Southampton draw, Brighton to beat Bournemouth, Man United to beat Palace, Liverpool to beat Wolves, uh, Newcastle and West Ham a draw Nottingham Forest and Leeds he's going for Leeds to win Tottenham Man City he's going for Man City to win and he's going again for Man United to beat Leeds it's surprising uh, predictions there because uh, he's going for uh, Newcastle to only draw at home with West Ham and uh, what's another interesting one there he went for um, no, that's, that's the one that stands out there. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how them predictions. So, we'll better get on with our predictions. So, that's it. the first game up, we've got uh, Chelsea at the moment, 10th in the uh, Premiership on 29 points against Fulham, who are 7th on 31 points. Uh, 
So this is the London Derby. Only played each other recently on the 12th of January. The Cottagers winning 2-1. This was only Fulham's second win versus the Blues in 31 Premiership matches. Uh, so this London Derby, very important to both sides as regards Europe and pride. Blues never lost at Stamford Bridge in a top-flight match to Fulham ever. In fact, they've only lost twice to Fulham at Stamford Bridge in over 120 years. So uh, they seem to have a very, very, not seem to, they have a very strong record against Fulham. So watch out, Fulham. Blues only two wins, though, in the last 11 Premiership matches. After four wins on the trot for Fulham, they have now lost two matches on the trot. So, Aidan, Chelsea v Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to go, maybe some listeners will laugh at this, but I'm actually going to go for a Fulham win on this one. Fulham win. You've gone for Fulham before, haven't you, Aidan? I have, yeah. Okay. And, uh, of course, that game's this evening, so I presume the kickoff is around 8 o'clock. Um... Yeah, I'll go for Chelsea on that one. So, uh, and then on tomorrow, Saturday, we've got Everton, obviously right <coughs> near the bottom, second from bottom, 19th, 15 points, and they're playing Arsenal, who are top of the table on 50 points. This will be the uh, 60th meeting in the Premiership with these two sides. Last season, a home win for each team. With this match, the Toffees winning 2-1. The Gunners won at home 5-1 back in May. So this is their first uh, game this season. Everton have won and drew one... Uh, sorry, Everton have won three and drew one of their last four Premiership matches at Goodison against Arsenal. So they've got a pretty good record there. Uh, Toffees have the second worst home form in the Premiership. They've won two, drawn two, lost six. So that's only eight points out of a possible 30. The Gunners have the best away form at present. They've won eight, drew one, lost one. So uh, 25 points out of 30 points. The Gunners have the equal best away defence, only conceding six goals in 10 matches. Uh, Newcastle's the other team. Toffees only one win, Aiden, in the last 12 Premiership matches. Everton lost their last four home matches. Gunners won their last four away matches. But there's a difference now. Dice has had time to prepare for this match and bring his experience to making Everton a tougher team defeat. Starting from the back, like he did his days at Burnley Manager. I've no doubt Dice will turn Everton's season around and so will be a tougher match for the Gunners compared to other teams who have been uh, recently visiting Goodson Park and coming away with victories. Well, what's your thought on that, Aidan? I mean, is Dice the, the man for the uh, the occasion? You know, to me, well, he'll yeah, definitely he, make it harder. Well, you know, he has the experience of, uh, you know, with Burnley, um, you know, getting getting them out of jail. So uh, Well, they, I, they, they, they were wrong to sack him. I think there were too, and no. I think maybe with a little bit more time, he might have got them out of. Uh, well, they went down, didn't they? So. They, they did, but that—that's maybe if they had, if they hadn't sacked them, he might have got them out. Uh, he might have got them out. But look, at it's all hearsay, you know. If this and if that, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think they were wrong to sack him. Um, I think the key thing with him is he has experience of getting teams out of relegation, hasn't he? Um, especially with um, with with, um, with Burnley and things like that. Um, it, it could happen. I'm going to go for Arsenal, but I think, like you said, defensively he could make things. Uh, they could make things hard with, with him in mind, and uh, the defensive. Um, you know, the way he can improve the defence as he has done, as you said, with with Burnley. Um, I think he can make it a bit harder. But I think, you know, they have good. They have a good. Uh, 
Arsenal have a good team and I think they can still uh, they can still get a win at, at Everton yeah I think yeah as I said I think he will make them stronger it could happen uh, tomorrow uh, hopefully it doesn't but I'm going to go for an Arsenal win as well but uh, as I said I've no doubt I, I'll see I think Everton will be on an upward curve um, if not from tomorrow from the week after so uh, we're both going for Arsenal next game at Aston Villa 11th at the moment v Leicester 14th the villains took four points off the Foxes last season winning this fixture 2-1 over a year ago Fox has yet to draw away this season. Villa one defeat in the last seven Premiership matches, so uh, uh, they're, they're one of the form teams at the moment. Foxes have lost four of their last five matches. So, uh, Villa v Leicester. I'm going to go for Villa. Okay, and I will do the same. And then we've got Brentford, who are eighth at the moment, going very well on 30 points, against Southampton, who are rock bottom of the table, 15 points. Uh, only met twice in the Premiership last season. Home wins for each side. This match back in May last year, the Bees won 3-0. Brentford only one defeat at home this season. Saints yet, yet to draw away this season. Bees unbeaten in the last eight matches. And that's why I say they are a, a bit of a form team at the moment. Saints have lost seven of their last eight Premiership matches. And Saints have had four wins, though. So there's a bit of hope here. The Saints have had four wins all season. Three of them were away. Brentford v Southampton. Brentford v Southampton. I'm going to go for Brentford on this one. I'm doing the same as well, Aidan. Then the next game up, we've got Brian, who are sixth at the moment on 31 points, are playing Bournemouth, who are 18th. Uh, on 17 points, met six times in the Premiership, four wins to the Cherries and only one win for the Seagulls. The Cherries have the worst away form in the Premiership. They've won one game, drawn two, lost seven. Five points out of a possible 30 points. They have conceded most goals away this season, 31 in total. Bournemouth only one win, Aiden, in the last 11 Premiership matches. Bournemouth four wins and one draw their last five matches that can't be right that, that must be Brighton sorry Brighton four wins and one draw in the last five matches Brighton v Bournemouth I'm going to go for Brighton on this one same here then we've got Manchester United on fourth at the moment on 39 points are playing Crystal Palace who are 12th on 24 points last played only on the 18th of January Aiden. you might remember Eagles grabbing a home draw in a, a late uh, equaliser in the game Man United only lost once at home this season. They've won seven, drawn one, lost one. So 22 points out of 27 points. So they're going well at home. They are also obviously now in the EFL Cup final as well. Uh, Eagles have had two draws in a row uh, against uh, Newcastle and Man United. So, uh, you know, they are turning the corner there a bit. So... uh, yeah, Man United v Palace. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Okay, interesting, yeah. Um, Given, like, you know, United have had a, a bit of a dip lately, um, plus the draw against against them earlier on, like you said, back on the back earlier in, in January. Oh, they, yeah, they drew um, against Palace and then they lost to Arsenal. So uh, Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but still, Arsenal were playing really well. I, I'm going to go for Man United, Aiden. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Wolves v Liverpool. Pool completed the double over Wolves last season. Wolves are 17th at the moment. Liverpool, 9th, only on 29 points. Both teams have met in the Premiership 17 times. Only one win for Wolves. 
Liverpool has won 13 times in them 17 games. Last time Wolves won at home in a league match for Liverpool was 1981. So it was League Division 1. So they actually have never beaten Liverpool at home in the Premiership. Pool have not won in the last three Premiership matches in a row for the third time this season. Pool only two away wins all season. Aidan, you're your team. Wolves yeah, v Liverpool. I'm going to go for Liverpool on this, but uh, I, I do think there's a bit of spice to this because we all know about the uh, the controversy from the FA Cup. Uh, so I think uh, Wolves will be itching to kind of correct that. I know it's a different competition, but uh, you know, there could be a bit of spice to this one, but I'll still go for Liverpool. Okay, it's interesting now the stat that they've actually never beaten Liverpool yeah. in the Premiership at home. Then we've got Newcastle, third at the moment, 39 points against West Ham, who are 16. Did, did you give your prediction for the Wolves game? I gave uh, Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool. If I didn't, it's Liverpool to yeah. win. Okay. Yeah. Um, Newcastle v West Ham. Uh, Hammers took four points off the Toons last season, winning this fixture 2 4 away. That's August 2021. Uh, Toon's not lost at home this season. Hammers only one away win this season. They've only got five points out of possible 30 points away, so uh, not doing too well on the road. Hammers only one win in the last eight Premiership matches, which was their last game v Everton. Toon's unbeaten in the last 15 Premiership matches. Toons only only one defeat all season. I mentioned that before. Toons conceded no goals in the last six Premiership matches, and uh, to add a bit more uh, success to the season, they're obviously in the EFL Cup final as well uh, later uh, this year. Uh, so yeah, Aidan, um, Newcastle v West Ham. Yeah, I'm going to go for Newcastle win on this one. Okay. A couple of years ago, we were going the, I was going the opposite. <laughs> I'll go for Newcastle as well. Yeah, yeah. Then on Sunday, we've got Nottingham Forest, who are 13th uh, on 21 points, against Leeds United, who are 15th on 19 points. Last time these two sides met in the Premiership was April 1999, a 3-1 home win for Leeds. Leeds only one away, one win away this season, the second worst away form in the Premiership. Forest only one defeat in the last seven Premiership matches. Leeds no wins in the last six Premiership matches. Not in the Forest for Leeds. I'm going to go for a draw on that one. And I'm going for the same. And then we've got Tottenham, fifth at the moment on 36 points. Playing Man City, second on 45 points. It was only the 19th of January when Spurs lost at City after being 2-0 up at half-time, eventually losing 4-2. So uh, it's a bit too close to be playing them again, isn't it? But yeah. uh, that's the way with the World Cup and these matches. Of, uh, it's the way it's turned out. Some teams haven't played each other at all this season yet and some teams are playing each other within a couple of weeks of each other. Yeah. Um, these two uh, have met 51 times. 147 goals have been scored. Good chance 150th will be scored this weekend. 73 goals for Spurs, 74 for City. So it's very close, which is an odd uh, figure, really, because Spurs have won 10 more Premiership games than City. So there you go. I think it has to do with uh, the dominance of City in the last yeah. decade. Uh, Spurs have won their last three Premiership home matches against the Sky Blues without conceding a goal. So a bit of a bogey team for sure for Man City. 
Can't be underestimated, that. Spurs yet to draw at home this season. Spurs boss won't be at the match due to recovery from surgery, so we wish him well. He could do with a Spurs win to cheer him up. <laughs> Spurs Man City, Aiden. Yeah, I'm going to go for a City win, but only just. OK. I think there's a possibility Tottenham could do do something. Mm. Um <clears throat> But I have to go for Man City purely because of the the squad they've got. But then again, if Ma- if li- if Tottenham can go two 0 up at Man City and then throw it away, who knows? Yeah, well, that's it. And plus, you know, the draw against uh, the draw against Everton, and that's you know that they're they are susceptible to uh, weird results. Uh, Man City, and you never know when they're going to pop up. But um, you know, you'd kind of I'm, I'm going to go for yeah, City. I'll go for City as well. But wouldn't be surprised if something yeah. could happen there. Uh, then we've got on Wednesday, the 8th of February, uh, this is the extra game. We've got Man United are playing Leeds. Uh, the Red Devils completed a double over the Lily Whites last season. Leeds could be bottom three, depending on their result away to Forest over the weekend. Man United could be actually third when they play. Uh, Man United have never lost at Old Trafford in the Premiership to Leeds. So there you go. There you it's go. only 14 matches, but the Leeds have never won there. Last time they lost to Leeds at Old Trafford was over 42 years ago in League Division 1 in 1981, actually, the same season when Wolves... Long, long old stretch. Yeah, um, long old stretch. So, uh, yeah, Man United Leeds. Yeah, I'm going to go for Man United. And I am as well. So thanks you for the predictions. There's just a bit more sport here to talk about. It's the American Super Bowl, if I'm right. Uh... Just a little chat there again. We mentioned Sean Dice, Dice as the new boss for Everton. Um, do you think it's a good choice, though, at the end of the day? I think so, because he has that experience of teams around that. around that, And I think he has a good way. Like, he doesn't take any crap. It's kind of, you know, he, he he's... You know, he has a good way with the players, but he's he's kind of, you know, he has a way with, kind of, like you said, improving the defence... Um, I think you know we, we've seen him. We've seen him at uh, at uh, Burnley as well. And I mean, he, he was unlucky to get sacked. Yeah. Maybe what, there was one or two times where he was. Uh, you, you kind of felt he, they shouldn't have been maybe in, in relegation at all because they were a good side, a very tough side to beat at times. But yeah, I think he has a good. He, he, he is a good manager, and I think uh, I think he is a good choice. And I think you need the the experience of someone. That has been there, been in a dog a team was that was in a dog fight. So I think uh, that'll only beat that'll only help Everton. But you know, I think there is enough there yeah. is enough matches there for him to do it. He's, quoted, um, he's been quoted for saying, which I thought was very clever. He's a uh, very clever kind of statement. He was saying that uh, Everton management had been looking to buy players. Mm. Um, so he's more or less kind of saying, you know, praising them that they were trying. To buy players, but uh, the right players weren't available, and it's all about Im- strengthening Everton, not just buying players. So, uh, I, mean, I think that's him saying yeah. that they've tried to do something, yeah, they haven't been in the market, they couldn't get the players, whether it's the price, whatever, or maybe players didn't want to go there. But he's kind of saying to the fans, the board are trying, yeah, yeah? but it's also, I think, saying. We didn't get the players we wanted this time. We're going to still be looking. That's him saying, "I do need players." So he's going to work with what he's got. Yeah, I think he has no he has no choice really. Yeah. But I, I think the key there, here for Everton, like you were saying there, um, is um, you know I think 
when you're in the relegation zone, it's very hard to attract players because mm. you know players want to uh, you know that they prefer to go to a club that they know are going to be in the Premier League next season. That said, I think what would make them more attractive is. Uh, now you know being a Liverpool fan here you know what I usually say but to be fair I think if if Everton could stay up I think you you know that would be in the summer cut when they start to want to buy players you know if they survive the relegation battle I think um, they, they would be able to get players um Obviously, it'd be harder for them to buy the players then when they, if they do go down. But uh, yeah, um, I think I think they if they can survive, they'll they'll find it easier to buy players. Talking about buying players, any thoughts at all on some of the transfers at all over the last? Obviously, the transfer window closed there at the end of January. Anything that might stick out in your mind that was a good deal or a uh, maybe that Modric for for Chelsea? He wasn't too bad mm-hmm. of a player. Um, City or uh, Arsenal bought a new guy as well, didn't they? Um, what's his face? Um, well, they bought your man from uh, Brighton, but yeah. that's, uh, which is to me has to be a good signing. Yeah. And I can't think of his name right. Trossard, Trossard, Trossard yeah. and uh, they bought. Uh, is it Janino from Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. That's a did. bit of a surprise one. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure what to make of that. Um, I know they bought some. I think a Polish midfielder as well or defender. Don't know much about him, but I mean the only thing I'd say about Bayern Junior is his experience. Yeah. Um, but I would have to say he would struggle to get into that team. But maybe experience is good. Maybe you know he was the one who used to always take the penalties for Chelsea, and uh, he was a good defender. There's no doubt about it. Um, so bits of yeah, I suppose Chelsea are unloading, but. Uh, I mean, we got them virtually for nothing, so um, maybe a bit of experience is needed. Um, who's yeah. to say? It'd be be interesting to see how that one turns out because uh, I didn't see that coming at all. I suppose on the opposite end of the scale, players or uh, teams, uh, clubs that didn't sign, I suppose Liverpool. Um, I think, look, you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, well, you know, buy, 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 you know, bring in this guy, bring in that fella," but is that really the answer? Um, you, you know, I mean, the the problem it can't always buy, buying players isn't always the answer either. It's about um, you know we we've said it off air a lot of times. Why not? Why not bring in Firmino? I mean that they have uh, they bought in Nunez, they bought this you know, and the, you know Nunez isn't quite working out at the moment. Yeah, mm. he scored one or two goals. But, like, is it tactics? Is it kind of team selection? You know, he's persistent with the high line the whole time. The, um, you know, staying far forward and then they get caught on the break. Teams have found out Liverpool, how, how to beat Liverpool. Um, so, uh, they don't seem to have a plan B to, that, mm. uh, you know, to surprise other teams. Because sometimes you have to be able to kind of go from plan A to plan B. But do Liverpool have a plan B? That's the thing. Um so I think they need to get their the house in order and uh, kind of, yeah, buy players, but they have to buy players that suit the way they want to play. And I think maybe, you know, at this stage, maybe is, now isn't maybe the time, maybe it's it's better at the end of the season. You know, maybe if they could win this weekend and maybe build, build a bit of a run and kind of come up the table a bit, get a bit of confidence going, and then, you know, when they when they've everything in order, then maybe nail a few, maybe in the summer nail some uh, nail some players. But uh, and then you've got Chelsea who seem to be uh, spending left, right, and centre. I'm not sure. Yeah, but they're still not winning. It. They're, they're yeah, still well, it'll be interesting to see what happens there because uh, they've spent quite a lot of money and. Uh, mm. 
We'll have to see how that uh, is this for the future. Have they written off this season already or are they going to have a, a purge at the Champions League? Who knows? be interesting yeah. to see because there's a lot of players and I'm, I do wonder uh, if Potter is buying what he wants. That's if it. he is, then... And I think with Liverpool as well, Liverpool, you know, they're very indifferent in the in the Premier League, but they seem to have a squad that suits that suits the Champions League. Mm. Now that's coming up as well, so that's going to be that's going to be very interesting. I mean, they're, they're the only cup they have left. The only thing that that's the only thing they have to fight for now is the Champions League. So, well, I mean, they still you have to say they still got a chance of getting into Europe, but uh, yeah, they're they're quite a bit behind, aren't they? They're. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ten points behind uh, fourth place. Sorry, um, they're ten points behind Newcastle in third. Um, so that's a, a pretty big gap in many ways. Um, yeah. So anyway, we'll move on. The, the, uh, the American football. Yep. Uh, the playoff matches continued over the weekend. Last Sunday, San Francisco 49ers seven. Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles, the NFC champions, 31. So, uh, good win there. Good win. So, they've continued their form. There was question marks over them when they went, what is it, 11 and 0, but then they lost two or three games in quick succession. But uh, they put out a good 49ers, but uh, I have to say that the 49ers did have a number of injuries. But the Philadelphia Eagles have got into the Super Bowl and they will be playing. Uh, the other game was Cincinnati Bengals, last year's Super Bowl uh, losers, 20. Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champions, 23 points, a close game. Um, so uh, they just shaved it in. So the, the Super Bowl final will be, um, and many people had predicted these two teams that go to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure I mentioned these teams as well when you're asking me who's the the fancy teams, these teams were mentioned. Philadelphia Eagles, purely because of the run of games they had unbeaten. So they'll be playing on Sunday the 12th of, Feb- uh, 12th of February in Super Bowl 57 against the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champions. So it uh, be an tr- interesting game. Kansas City Chiefs won the uh, Super Bowl there two or three years ago. Um, so they got uh, Patrick Mahoney, the the the, the uh, the quarterback there, who's a special player, but uh, there's no doubting the uh, the the strength for Philadelphia Eagles as well. So it's going to be a very interesting game. So uh, I'd have to go. Oh, it's a hard one to call that one. I really do. I'm going to go for Philadelphia Eagles purely because of the season they've had. They had, but Kansas City Chiefs, they've got the experience and they've got this Patrick Mahoney who can throw a ball for an eye of a needle. Of course, um, anything can happen in a Super Bowl final. Yeah, yeah. The, the the rest of the season doesn't matter. It's the, and it, what's uh, I suppose not always happening is the is both uh, the top teams in the two leagues, the NFC champions and the AFC champions, are playing each other. So they've come through the playoffs. Uh, just to mention there quickly on tennis, um, Novak Djokovic. Uh, do you remember that time he wasn't allowed into Australia? Was yeah. about a year ago or so. Uh, because of the the vaccines, it was big news at the time. But uh, he's back there, and he won the Australian Open, uh, a record now. is his 10th Australian Open, um, a record, and also just as important, record equaling 22nd Grand Slam uh, men's title. So he's uh, he's caught up with um, the Spanish fella, and I can't think of his name right now. But uh, so he's equaling that on 22, and no doubt probably will 
be aiming for his 20 uh, for Nadal. Nadal um, is uh, on 22 as well. I think Nadal was injured for this tournament, so fair play to him. Um, he won against Stefanos uh, uh, Tsitsipas um, in straight sets. So um, it was a big big match for him. Obviously uh, emotional as well because of what happened before. Um, when he wasn't allowed to play. The 35-year-old who draws level with Rafael Nadal in major wins will return to the world number one ranking. So watch this space because them two players are vying for the most successful players in tennis. So it uh, be interesting to see how they get on because they're of similar ages. So uh, that's it, Aiden. That's it. And we were just saying off air as well um, there about Tom Brady is retiring from uh, yes, the yes. quarterback. 23 seasons, and he said this time He's it retiring. is for good. So yeah. he must have been uh, like retired and then come back. Well, He's, he did come back, didn't he? He retired yeah. and then he came back for Tampa Bay. And what yeah. did they do? They won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so never say never so uh, yeah he seems to be but if you listen to uh, the experts he, he's still good enough to be playing yeah well this is you it how, how, many, how many players even at a professional level can play for 23 seasons this is it I mean he's, he, he's, his records pretty much probably won't be beaten uh, if not it'd be a long time before the beating so uh, yeah but maybe he's called it now um, but I mean he's still got them into the playoffs and well, uh, fair play yeah um, often you find when a team wins the Super Bowl, they they have this draft thing where they become last uh, team to select what the good players. So the team that f- who finishes worst of the season uh, gets to select uh, the the best player. So yeah, he's retired. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, if he will come back or not. <laughs> That's it. Well, listen, thanks very much for that, Martin, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. And uh, up next after this, we have the Roscommon District Football League results. And don't forget uh, this weekend. Uh, Ballinagar Manor we're away to uh, we are away to Con Rangers that game is going to be in uh, Castlebar at 2pm this Sunday so it's a, it's a game we're all we're all looking forward to so wishing the lads best and I'm available with them myself so I'm looking forward to to that trip as well and we're going well at the moment uh, in the league so it's, it's great to see it so looking forward to that so uh, coming up after this is the league fixtures in Roscommon Hello everyone, how you doing? You're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery and the show is always kindly sponsored by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town and now it is time for the uh, the results and fixtures for the Roscommon in the District League and indeed in Connacht Football as well and uh, it starts off with uh, this evening, Friday the 3rd of February 2023 in the Connacht FA Men's Junior Shield Round 2 Ballymore versus uh, Salt in Devon B and uh, in the Roscommon District Football League first division Shivan Rovers versus uh, Dunmore Town at 11.30am and that's uh, that's tomorrow and, uh, and so also tomorrow uh, the 4th of February in the Roscommon District League uh, Women's Division it's uh, Boyle Celtic versus Kilkern United and that has a kickoff of 8pm and Shivan Rovers versus Balladrine with a kickoff of 8pm and moving on to Sunday in the FA Men's Junior Cup Round 4 CPA Jacks take on uh, West United Balladrine Town take on Athenry FCA 
Ahana Celtic versus Moylock 79 FC MCR FC take on Clunfad United and Renmore AR Berna Neforica take on Castlery Celtic and that's in the, the cup and moving on to uh, the, the Connacht FA Junior Men's um, Shield round two Cam Celtic take on Ormore uh, Marie Ormore B and uh, Con Rangers are at home to Balnagar and uh, all those games are at 2pm and moving on to uh, the Norios Roscommon District Football League Premier Division Balhadrine take on Sky Valley Rovers at 2pm and Boyle Celtic take on um, St John's Athletic at uh, 2pm and uh, in the second division Rahara Rovers take on St. Coons United at Hasker at 11am and also at 11am it's uh, St. John's Athletic B take on uh, Glen Celtic and in the Roscommon District Football League Division 2 the uh, Roscommon District Football League Women's Division Trophy semi-final first leg Benso Town take on Castlery at 2pm and Coleman's Town take on St. Coons also at 2pm and uh, that's uh, that's all. And moving on to the nineteenth, uh, the week nineteen. That's the the tenth to the twelfth of February, twenty twenty three. Uh, Friday, the tenth of February is is uh, in the first division in the Roscommon District League first division. Shivan Rovers take on Cam Celtic, and that's on the Friday. And on the Saturday, the uh, the eleventh of February. It's uh, Nario in the Nario versus Common District League Football Premier Division. It's um, Sky Valley Rovers take on Ballinasloe Town at 8pm and and uh, Moor United take on Castlery Celtic at 8pm. And that's on, that's on Saturday. And in the Reserve League, Clunfad United take on Shivan Rovers and Moor United to our home to uh, Ballinagara Manor. And on Sunday the 12th of February, in the Narios Roscommon and District League Premier Division, Moylock 79 take on Balahadrine with a 2pm kickoff, and CPA Jacks take on St. John's Athletic also at 2pm. And in the Roscommon and District League First uh, first Division, Balanso Town B take on Ballymo at 2pm, Dunmore Town take on Clunfad at 11am, Roscommon United take on Dysart at 11am, and in the Second Division, Glen Celtic take on uh, Rahara Rovers at 2pm and uh, St. John's Athletic take on St. Coons United at Haskra at 11am and uh, finally in the women's division uh, the women's division trophy semi-final second leg Castlery Celtic take on uh, Balanso Town at 2pm and St. Coons United at Haskra take on Coleman's Town at 2pm and uh, that's uh, and moving on to Week 20 and uh, the 17th to the 19th, uh, February the 23rd, uh, 2023, uh, Friday the 17th of February, uh, Saturday the 18th of February 2023 in the Premier Division, Boyle Celtic take on CP Ajax as was an 8pm kickoff. All these games are 8pm as Castlery Celtic take on St. John's. Kilcarnia nice to take on and Kilcarnia nice to take on Balahadrine. In the reserve league, Balnagar Manor are at home to Clunfad United at 12 midday and uh, Moor United are at home to 
Shivan Rovers at 12 midday and moving on to Sunday the 19th Mylock 79 uh, versus Ballinasloe Town at 2pm and in the first division Roscommon United versus Ballymore at 2pm Cam Celtic are at home to Dunmore Town at 2pm and uh, Dysert are at home to Ballinasloe at 2pm and uh, Ballinagar Manor at home to Clunfad United at 2pm in the second division Glen Celtic versus St. Coleman's United uh, Hasker at 11am and uh, St. John's Athletic are at home to Rahara Rovers at 11am and moving on and there is no fixture there is uh, the the trophy final, which is yet to be decided, is going is at two p.m. Uh, venue is going to be the Roscommon District League headquarters, and in the Roscommon District League women's division, uh, Ballahadreen take on Kilkerran United at two p.m. and Cam Celtic take on Boyle at uh, two p.m. as well, and uh, for, yeah, so and that is this week's. Uh, fixtures and results for the Roscommon in the District League and the Connacht, uh, Connacht League as well. Hello everyone, how are you doing? And you're very welcome to this, the very first rugby view of 2023. And as always, we have uh, we have Adrian Luddy here from Craig's Rugby Club to, um, to do uh, all things rugby. And uh, of course, just to remind you about our um, about the Ross FM 50-50 draw held every fortnight. The draw is tomorrow or uh, this coming Friday at uh, at 2.30. At so if you're interested, you can buy one envelope for a fiver. Or three, or sorry, one envelope for two for two euro, or three for a fiver. So why not support your local radio club, your your local radio station? So uh, yes, Adrian, uh, welcome back after the Christmas, and uh, I believe you're well travelled since I saw you last. Yes, indeed, uh, Aidan, and my apologies to uh, Ross FM listeners that that it was out of the country, and I couldn't link up with you um, to to give you all the great news uh, from uh, Craig's Rugby, but. Uh, you know, there, a, a lot has happened um, when when I was away, and needless to say that you will uh, uh, be going going through it um, uh, in this interview. So I I look forward to that, Aidan, and um, I'll, um, I'll I'll deal with the various issues and and outline uh, what has happened over the last month. Yeah, and I suppose kicking off as we do every week with the uh, with the mini rugby, it's great to have that back, isn't it? Absolutely, you know, and uh, I know conditions in January is never great for 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 rugby, and particularly on grass pitches. And when you're travelling away, uh, you know, the, you you never know whether the games will go ahead or with 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 weather conditions, and that's always a problem, particularly when you have uh, uh, young people from uh, seven years of age up to thirteen, and uh, both boys and girls. And uh, but in fairness, um, they got around that, and I suppose with the 4G pitch and Craig's we're, we're able to facilitate a, a, a lot of games and a lot of players and the mini rugby um, is going from strength to strength and yeah, fair play to all the coaches and, and parents and all for, for getting them there every Saturday morning and they, they have travelled to, to a lot of um, pitches and, and other clubs uh, for, for blitzes as well so um, that all uh, takes time and money to, to do this and to give up your full Saturday if you have to travel a distance uh, to to an away game, but it's going it's going exceptionally well, Aidan, and uh, we're we're very we're very pleased with uh, the the turnout from both boys and girls. 
That's it, and I'd like to wish uh, all the best to the many, the many rugby players uh, for 2023. I'm sure they they love going to training every day, and of course, the uh, of course the blitzes, which which is a key part of their development as well. But I suppose we'll kick off with the um, the under 15 boys now, and uh, they had a they overcame Sligo, the uh, under 15 boys white team. Uh, they came over, they overcame Sligo in uh, the Division One. That that's a, a key result and a good result for the under 15 boys. Yes, yeah, a very big result against uh, Sligo because Sligo is always noted for being very strong at underage level and uh, they would have won a lot of trophies uh, over over the years. But it's great to see a small club like Craig's uh, being able to compete against uh, a strong club uh, from from the town of Sligo. And, uh, you know, it's uh, um, they took uh, Sligo by surprise and uh, needless to say the Sligo weren't happy, uh, but uh, the Craig's boys were very happy coming home and they're, they're very very much so, their their coaches and um, great again, uh, great credit to, to them for uh, such a, such a win against against Sligo away. You know, so um, you know that's it's a lovely under fifteen side. It has been coming through um, at underage level, and you know they're great colour boys. And like we hope that they continue and that they up the line and that they stay together. And of course, this is a very talented under fifteen group. Uh, Group of under fifteen boys as well, and uh, could you tell us a bit more about the uh, the under sixteens as well? Uh, they're not doing too bad this year either. Yeah, the under the under sixteens are continuing. Uh, you know, they're having the same success as the under fifteens, but they're they're continuing well there, and they're down again for a friendly this weekend and on Saturday. And you know the the coaches are trying to keep them to, together there because it's very important going going through that. Um, that you have um, the you know when you have them at mini rugby in big numbers that you're able to bring them through uh, the other age groups uh, from 13 up uh, you know we have 13s 14s 15s 16s you know and uh, we're a bit weak at 17s and 18s and that there at the moment but uh, you know that will always come true you'll always have uh, particular years that you don't have as strong a teams as possible but again with uh, with people playing in the various schools uh uh, that will be a help to to boost numbers uh, as well because when you have the uh, the schools in in league and cup competitions, it means that maybe at sometimes that they're getting enough of rugby without playing with the club. That's it, and I suppose you see, I suppose in the underage structure, um, you know, from under 11s or under 12s upwards or whatever, you know, players are there for a year or two, and then they're too old for that, and they move up. So kind of that that can contribute to the weaknesses as well. And uh, I suppose moving on to the the girls team, the girls under 18s, um, Jeannie, the uh, it's great to see the the ladies game taking off in the club, and indeed, indeed uh, across the country and in uh, junior clubs around the country as well, and especially with this under group of under 18 girls and uh, it's great to see some of the under 18 girls involved with Connacht Rugby as well and uh, they recently played uh, they've they're up against uh, Ulster as well that's that's great to see as well and of course uh, at club level with Craig's yeah, uh, this is a very good uh, under eighteen squad. Uh, we have a, um, a, you know, an A and a B side in the under eighteens. Uh, the under eighteen girls was in in the final recently against Tum, uh, 
Um, uh, Gerard, they're a very strong side. They have a lot of Connacht players, uh, a number of internationals on the team. So they they hit Craig's hard at the at the beginning of the game, and as a result, uh, uh, Craig's were probably didn't get off the bus the same way as the the Chumutarard people did, and they had a few scores not knocked up before the cobwebs uh, uh, was knocked off the the Craig's uh, girls. But Craig's girls, in fairness, they got stuck into the game uh, before half time. They narrowed down the result and fought back in the second half uh, very strongly again until. Um, Chuman uh, and Oterard put uh, got a final try in that there to make the difference between the two sides. But you know the the girls um, were disappointed. But um, you know there's a great squad of them there, and if they stay together, they will give the the cup and all uh, a good run. Like the you know it's you have sometimes to to lose one to win one, and uh, they, they'll know they'll know what they have to do now, and they know what's ahead of them if they're to, to win the competition. And as well as that, they they. Craig's under 18 second girls uh, team is uh, away to away to Sligo on on Saturday this Saturday so you know we'll be looking forward to getting a win uh, against Sligo they, they they drew already against Sligo so this is a a replay. <clears throat> And of course, it's, it's a tribute to the strength and depth in the club that they're able to field uh, two under eighteen sides, which is great to see. And it's, uh, I suppose, the under 18s is like a develop or a feeding team for the for the under sixty or for the under eighteens um, A side as well. Now, I suppose, look, it's wrong to kind of distinguish A versus B. They're all the same as just two teams. But um, you, you know, it, it it bodes well for the ladies' game in the club. And as we've said numerous times on the. On, on this uh, discussion, that um, you know, they're, they're in the future there'll be a, a senior side as well, which will be great. And uh, as I as I said as well, there's uh, there's uh, been a number of uh, Craig's players on duty, under eighteen Craig's uh, players on duty for um, for the for Connacht as well, including uh, including Fiona Scally who who uh, made an appearance for them as well. It's it's great to see, and it's a great boost for a for the club, and of course, it's key to their development when the, when they're uh, playing at that level as well. Oh, absolutely! You know, the the more of them that makes it uh, interprovincial level, and even uh, training with the squad, and a lot of the squad sessions have been in Craig's, um, and it's great. Um, that they're able to participate there and you know they're working with you know different coaches and different different movements and so on so you you learn by by uh, playing at a higher level and it's it's uh, it's one way to to improve the development of players if they can uh, play up to a to a higher level and you know fair play to um, all the coaches and particularly to Dave Person and his wife uh, for the efforts that they're making at um, at uh, women's rugby and bringing on this under 18 sides uh, and as you rightly says you know if these girls at under 18 level and the squad that's there at the moment if they can stick together um, no doubt we will have a senior team in the next number of years and that's what that's our, what our aim is that we're bringing them through from the bottom up uh, and hopefully that they will have the the same success as uh, our uh, pre, their predecessors had in winning leagues and cups um, at, at at national level. So we we look forward to that day in Craig's again. That's it, and of course at a senior level, um, there's the under eight, there's the uh, the seconds team and the first team, and the first team seem to be flying it at the moment, which is great to see. 
Yeah, the first team uh, had some great results and that there and some great games and one of the biggest uh, crowds that were was at a game in, in Craig's for a long time was of course against our old rivals uh, Connemara and uh, Connemara always um, you know we have a lot of respect for Connemara because uh, you know we we top Connemara when we got into the IL uh, Connemara uh, eventually got on top and they went into the IL. Both teams came back out of the IL and now we're all fighting again to see who's the top dog in, in, in Connacht. And, you know, we got, we got the win over them earlier in, in the league and, uh, in the Carly Cup and in the, and now in the league, uh, and, uh, we're true, true there in the, you know, in the cup competition and that there as well. So we're into the semi final now of the, of the cup. Uh, we've got a home draw against, um, uh, Ballon Robe. That game will be played on the 5th of March. Uh, again, like it's, uh, you know, that we take no team, uh, lightly. Ballon Robe is well noted for a very strong forward pack. Um, they, they're known as a good cup team as well, that they just seem to get their act together after Christmas for the, the cup campaign. So it won't be, it won't be an easy game for, for Craig's. But again, we all hope that it'll be another big day in, in, in Craig's like the, like the Connemara game was. And then the, the seconds, uh, uh, tra- well, just before I leave the first two, they, they have continued in the league. They're top of, they're top of the league at the moment. They played Buccaneers last, last weekend and, uh, got a, got a, uh, bonus point win over, over Buccaneers in, in, in at loan, uh, last week. And, uh, now they travel this Saturday to, uh, uh, Castlebar for the last league game of the, for the last league game in, in the, in the section. Uh, so then if they win against Castlebar, they will, they will top the league. Uh, they will wait then, uh, there will be playoff then between the se- second team from the top and the third team. And they, they will play the, uh, uh, Craig's then, um, in, in, in the final uh, for, for the league to see who qualifies for, to, to go into the wrong robin for, to go into, for the wrong robin for the All Ireland League. So that will be a great, uh, thing and hopefully that we can end up in two finals, both in the league final and also in the cup final. That's great, and uh, you know, the, certainly uh, the the first team certainly have the talent for it, and uh, you know, it's great to see the second team. You know, whereas sometimes they might be winning games, they're, they're certainly putting in the for- performances, which is great, and uh, that takes us on to AIL level, I suppose, with. Um, with Buccaneers Rugby Club, you know, they're under 20s as well, and uh, Carrick Rugby Club, and of course Sligo as well, which is always a hotbed of talent in the IL locally in, in, in Connacht as well, and uh, they always have some great players. I suppose that comes from, uh, you know, the colleges, the colleges as well. There's a lot of, a lot of great talent in that, uh, in, in that rugby college. Yes, indeed. But just um, to, well, you mentioned um, Craig's second team. Yeah, they have, they have done exceptionally well. Uh, they're, 